brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Of Record is a podcast focused on the marketing and advertising industry from the perspective of two industry experts. Hosts Matt Farrar and Joe Clements are co-founders of Strategic Digital Services, a digital marketing firm based in Tallahassee, Florida, and founded in 2014. I'm Matt Farrar. I'm Joe Clements. And I'm Rebecca Romero. And this is the Podcast of Record. Hey, everybody. Uh, it is me, your host, Joe Clements, in studio with Rebecca on the mic to my left. Hello. And Jack on the mic in front of me in place for Matthew. Howdy. Uh, I don't have a lot of weather reports to give today, so we'll just get right into the news roundup. It's so warming up. It's getting hot. It's warm. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot out here. It's going to rain. <laughs> it's going to rain. Uh, first story, a couple Amazon hits. So Amazon has been requiring its roughly 75,000 delivery drivers in the United States to sign a, quote, biometric, end quote, consent form that allows the company to use onboard cameras powered by artificial intelligence to monitor their location, movement, and biometric data or risk losing their jobs. According to a review copied of the form, some drivers have already started to quit their jobs over the privacy concern. Uh, I think the measurement of everything is a trend that we've been talking about with Amazon for a while and COVID really amped this up in their fact or in their delivery centers, their fulfillment centers. They installed a system that allowed them to measure exactly where all employees were in relation to one another. Uh, so that if you came within six feet, it would warn you to get away from that person. Yeah. To which about a year ago, I joked that that was going to be like the greatest union busting tool in the history of uh, mega corporations. Literally <laughs> undoing could, unions. Because you can manage, you can make sure your employees can never talk to each other directly inside the uh, inside the factory or the. Wait. So what's the point center. of of them tracking their biometric data? Uh, they are looking at how often they're in the truck, how quickly they're going between deliveries, uh, how long it takes them to check out a package. I mean, they're just uh, attempting to measure and quantify everything a driver does. That's obnoxious. Me measure their state of awareness. Like, are they, you know, are they sleepy? Are they awake? 
Uh, I have a segue to this on a topic that uh, we already decided to punt until next week. Uh-huh. Are you aware that uh, Amazon has partnered with Rivian, the electric car startup, uh, to build an entire fleet of electric vehicles? I am not. Okay, so they have they were Rivian's first big investor, and they have brought them in to design a a bus uh, for each de- uh, delivery driver. So Amazon will have a fleet of individ- individual vehicles uh, to go out and deliver things, obviously. But Amazon has been uniquely a part of the design process from the beginning. So I wonder how this will play into that. If they are already implementing this biometric uh, you know, agreement with their delivery mm-hmm. drivers, what in God's name are these vehicles going to have that's going to... collecting, Yeah, right? the, the vehicle's going to be tattling on everything that the delivery yeah, driver that, does. Yeah, look, I think that's the goal because... Uh, have you ever known anybody that's worked in an Amazon fulfillment facility? No. So, good-paying jobs, relatively intense working environment. I did everything watch Nomadland. Everything you do is, is measured. I did not watch Nomadland. Uh, NPR is telling me how they, they have like five minutes for lunch because they have to walk across like two football fields to get to Correct. the break room. Correct, yeah. yeah. In Nomadland, she, she briefly works at an Amazon uh-huh. fulfillment center. But it looked quite nice. Well, not nice, but it didn't look. I mean, as far as the movie paid for it, by Amazon. <laughs> no, I, I did actually think it was odd, and I wondered if they were actually in an Amazon facility because uh, I had questions about that. Anyways, but <laughs> that's about the closest I've. So it, it's very measured. You have to handle a certain number of. Pa- you have to pick a certain number of packages and fulfill a certain number of packages for hours. So the quantification of every piece of labor is something that's key to Amazon's business model and continuing to become more efficient, but also to train the AIs and the robotics that will ultimately take over all of these jobs. Yeah. So by recording this, they're building the corpus of data needed to train those those machines of, of the near future. Uh, on the topic of hiring, some other news I caught out of the information were the biggest hirers during the pandemic uh, in terms of growth. Do you want to guess, the in terms of percentage, the fastest growing company, uh, fast, like most hires percentage-wise? Delivery drivers? Uh, company, actual oh, company. specific company? Hmm. Walmart? Uh, nope. I have the chart up in front of me, so I'm not going to cheat. Yeah. So it's Zoom. Zoom grew something like 75%, adding 4,400 workers. Now, what's funny to me is this chart is scaled up in terms of percentage growth. And Amazon's number two at like a 65% growth. Uh, Rebecca, you want to guess at how many employees Amazon hired last year? How many they hired across all facilities last year? Yeah. Uh, 750,000. 1.3 million. Oh, you were almost, almost by so half. Close. Oh, boy. <laughs> Can you imagine what it's like to hire 1.3 million people? That HR department yeah. must <laughs> love life. We, we should just put Amazon <laughs> in charge of the coronavirus response. Oh, man. Oh, I've been saying that for a yeah. while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, number three was Twilio for CrowdStrike. What's Cloudflare. Twilio? Uh, it is the text messaging API service, I believe. Can anybody confirm that for me? I think so. Let me let me just verify that in real time here. And do we know why they had such a boom? Just so many people communicating. Uh, via no, mass I text? think this had to do with uh, e-commerce and a lot of marketing moving over to yeah. uh, yeah. SMS platforms. Yeah, cloud communications platforms. Yeah, cloud yep. communications. So everybody was sending out push alerts. Yeah, and yeah. all that, all that jazz. Okay, so. that makes sense. And a big, a big use case for them is uh, SMS and and email. Oh, but I think an important distinction looking at this chart is 
Twilio hired 4,600 yeah. employees versus yeah. Amazon's 1.3. It's weird to look at it because it's charted by percentage. But when you look at the numbers, like no one's even close to Amazon. Amazon's just, it, it's orders of magnitude larger. Uh, here's a little weird curveball nugget. Uh, Jeff Lawson, the CEO um, founder of um, of Twilio, is worth uh, a whole two hundred and fifty eight million dollars compared to how much is Jeff Bezos worth? Yeah, oh. poverty. Yeah, poverty. I bet he doesn't even get into the good parties. Um, well, not unless they text him. Yeah, unless <laughs> they text him. Gets a push notification. Uh, last piece of Amazon news. Amazon sends note to sellers signaling Prime Day will return to its normal mid-July date after Yee. COVID-19 delayed the event last year. I don't know that Prime Day really matters this year because the volume of purchasing on Amazon over the last year has been so high and so intense. Like, I'm not sure you can actually spike from that baseline too much because of some sales. Do, now, have you maybe ever shopped on Prime Day? Uh, Yeah, but it's like overwhelming for me. It, it is for me too. It kind of also feels like the bargain bin at yeah. like a, yeah. a store. It's just like it they roll like, a new bargain look, bin out it, every couple hours. It feels hours. to me like the REI sale they have every quarter oh, uh, where you get there, you. but by the time you're there, all the good stuff is gone. I oh, mean, the garage sales? Yeah, yeah the garage yeah, sales. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's like, here, stuff. do I want this one used shoe? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just stuff you don't really want, and then it'll be like a Roomba is on Super. So you're like, oh, I kind of considered getting one. Maybe yeah. now I pull the trigger, but you know, there's like maybe one or two things that The Roomba you bought you. last year you're still zip yeah. around the house. <laughs> and, you know, it's lost. It went under a piece yep. of furniture and you can't find it anymore. <laughs> yep. uh, another interesting uh, news line, which I think we'll be following a lot over the course of this year because the development is going to be fairly quick. Uh, this is out of eMarketer and it's NBC Universal's aggressive ad moves follow the broader trend of media companies offering unified ad tech options. So I will summarize this for the listeners. What's happening is uh, the media conglomerates that are launching streaming services are simultaneously building entire ad ecosystems around those services, their broadcast platforms, and their online platforms. So for example, you know, NBC Universal can sell uh, ads on the Peacock app, um, ads on any of their video news properties, and then sell ads to any of their audiences if they're, you know, on Facebook or Instagram or wherever they happen to be. And then they're also building their own uh, data corpuses so that you can get very specific ad buys against NBC Universal uh, consumers. Now, it's not just NBC Universal doing this. Um, we have Discovery is launching a product called OneGraph, which is similar. So you can buy your cable network Discovery, your OTT Discovery, uh, your internet uh, website products for Discovery. And then CBS uh, Paramount uh, app has IQ launching, which does a similar thing. So the idea being that when you go to make uh, ad purchases in the future for campaigns, you'll go uh, perhaps to five or six uh, different um, media conglomerates to cover your audience. Yeah. So you'll buy Discovery, you'll buy NBC Universal, you'll buy CBS. Uh, the cable news networks are doing this as well to some extent. So I think the the future of what would have formerly been a cable TV buy looks a lot like buying on these stacks. It so does. you're going to buy um, a, a vertical of a of a media property. 
you're going to get uh, obviously a lot more targeted targeted uh, data too from these. I think that's going to yep, be Yep, and that's helpful. a big part of what yeah. they're building. So for example, NBC Universals actually has parks targeting and parks use information. Oh, wow, interesting. So people who rode the Harry Potter ride, oh, they're wow. going to know and then you can target to those people. Mm. So the brand Don't position like stuff that. you can that's do against that. That's 40 chess right there. Well, yeah. they have to do this to compete with Disney because a big piece of Disney Plus's future is the Rundle. Right. So it's the bundle that's outside of content. It's the bundle that includes sneak peek, ride access, line hopper, things seen, like that. Have we seen any performance numbers on how that's doing, by the way? They haven't launched it yet. Okay. Disney, it's it's uh, supposed to come that, later this year. They'll that's have a what second they want year. You to think, yeah, it's, it's already being <laughs> it's tested. It's running right now. Um, any any thoughts on that? Has a has basically a future of cable buy and. This just is another thing that solidifies that everything in life is just bundling and debundling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really or, is. Or everything's becoming digital. Everything's becoming software, mm-hmm. right? That used to be a cable TV buy, and now it's one of these. Also, I think this is going to lead to a continuing, you know, sorting out of what is digital and what is broadcast television, uh, where that line is blurring more and more. This to me feels like at the end of the gold rush when San Francisco and the other large towns uh, started blossoming with other types of economy. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of seeing the the smaller towns kind of dwindle and become ghost towns. You know, you've got your your traditional media buys, and you're seeing these really um, complex systems put in place to make them more user friendly, so you can live there and and the layman can go in and buy ads yeah. and feel completely like they're just using a normal app. Um, so I really feel like this is a, a, a move into a different era of this gold rush of, of, of media buy. Yeah, where so like a smaller, medium-sized business won't just have the option yeah. of Google and Facebook. They'll have the option of buying, you know, Discovery or NBC Universal. Yep. Yeah. Which I think is good, you know, assuming they can build out the platforms to accommodate it, which, we, you know, we talk about that like it's easy. We take it for granted because of our interactions with you know, Facebook and um, Google, but building these user uh, side platforms is really difficult to do, takes years to get it right. Uh, but assuming you can build that, you open up a whole new potential user base to yourself. There's a ton of money being poured in to make sure all these people are getting it right. I used the Spotify system recently, the new one they just launched, yeah. with the, da- the new dashboard and everything. And I, I, admittedly in the the least experienced person with ad buys probably in this office mm-hmm. and it was a breeze yeah it felt so intuitive and so just normal user-friendly um, very yeah. user-friendly so um they're definitely uh broadening the audience that they're trying to appeal to with these yeah getting into that small and medium-sized business yep. because it lets your national or you know in some cases global um media property like take regional ad dollars uh so last uh quick item here actually uh let's do this fun one so there's an article in the new york times called with fewer ads on streaming brands make more movies as streaming video has gained in importance during the pandemic advertisers put more focus on hollywood level branded content as a way to reach viewers so for netflix or amazon prime or any of the places where you can't just buy ads advertisers have started 
uh, taking stakes in feature films or creating their own documentaries. This has been going on for time immemorial. Of course, the soap opera is named so because uh, the you know soap and household goods companies sponsored these shows on early TV. I didn't so, know that. Yep. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Was Irish Springs in there? I don't know if Irish Springs <laughs> oh, was one. I bet they were. So uh, this Funny. idea is as old as time. It's a new, or as old as media. It's a new uh, version of it for streaming. You know, it's really funny you say that. This is a small little anecdote, but I remember in the third grade, I was walking home from elementary school and a girl I was walking home with was like, oh yeah, like what's your mom up to? And I was like, oh, she's probably at home right now, like watching her soaps. And she'd never really heard the acronym. So she was like, why would she just sit there and watch her soap? <laughs> <laughs> You've never just so, watched soap before? Yeah. And I never really realized it until that moment that I was like, yeah, I guess it's kind of odd that these are named like yeah. soap operas. So that comes full circle That's now. <laughs> A lot of early media, the earliest radio stations, for example, uh, existed for the sole purpose of selling stuff. Yeah. The, the earliest radio stations were literally owned by companies just broadcasting out commercials. Interesting. Love that. Um, so what I want to do is a, a little bit of an exercise where we pick uh, a brand and then what would be the movie that we would make based on that brand. Oh, this will so, be fun. Uh, what do you have first on the list for us, Rebecca? Um, first brand, let's do Tabasco. Uh, Jack, thoughts on Tabasco? Oh, boy. Uh, you can get in trouble with this one. <laughs> <laughs> PG, please. Yeah, I know, right? Um, man, I don't know. You'd have to have some sort of cowboy movie where they're just carrying around Tabasco the entire time. <laughs> Set of guns, and they're just pouring hot sauce uh, on their enemies. I'm going to go like a bromance where it's like dudes that are going to like a hot sauce or like a hot wing eating competition. Okay. Oh. And hijinks ensue. Sponsored by Tabasco. Tabasco. Sponsored by yep. Tabasco. Does Tabasco win? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't thought through the, the plot. It wins this. in my story. It's the, it's the weapon of choice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go like to, it's a rom-com and like oh. the big commonality that they have is both of their love for Tabasco keeps unifying them over and over again. Isn't Tabasco really, really rare? Like they only make so much a year. Am I completely making that up? There's I something unique sure. about it. There it's is. like in Louisiana, right? Their headquarters. Yeah. And yeah. There's something rare about it. But that <laughs> I, could be completely fabricated. I, I would <laughs> add to Rebecca's. Like, I would have it like Hallmark style, where they are in a, like, they they both make hot sauces or chilies, oh. and they meet in like a competition, and they're going head to head for like the big prize. It's a big <laughs> are, they, are these sentient bottles of Tabasco? <laughs> No, no, it, no. The, the whole idea is you don't have to have animated bottles of Tabasco for this to work. You just have to have a storyline roughly built around hot sauce. Yeah, see, and I'm thinking more Transformers, uh, Hasbro <laughs> Transformers situation. Like these two Tabascos fall in love with each other. Yeah. No, picture just like a, a random moment where a guy's like, hey, anyone got some hot sauce? And she's like, yeah, of course. I keep some in my purse and that's how they meet. Are you, yeah. are you thinking so 50 Shades of Grey with and, Tabasco? No, no. <laughs> and that lady's name was Meghan Markle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right, next brand. Uh, oh, next brand. It's Clorox. 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 Uh, Rebecca, go for Clorox. Pitch. <laughs> oh, so this one was really easy. For Clorox, I would do a modern day Cinderella story, and all of the cleaning products that little Cinderella Cinderella needs to use <laughs> are all mm. Clorox brand. I would do um, Contagion Two, uh, Return of the Contagion. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's a, or too contagion, too furious. Um, and I would have it uh, be about the pandemic, the current one, COVID. 
Mm-hmm. Um, not one of the other fun ones we've probably dealt with in our lives. <laughs> I don't the mental health one. Um, but uh, have uh, it be completely sponsored by Clorox. Everybody's Cloroxing everything. Maybe the Clorox is the key to curing oh, COVID. Oh, the key to curing <laughs> yeah. the... You, you can, breathe it. You, you put, get like, a Trump cameo in there and he's like, it. put it inside you. We and, are not yeah. endorsing anyone inhaling Clorox yeah. for the record. <laughs> yeah, Joe is. Nobody else is. Hey, it will definitely <laughs> kill the germs. <laughs> it will. And all the brain cells. Um, Joe, what's your story? Um, I would do one that's like a feature length documentary or short series, but it is like uh, about like the world's biggest messes. And it's just like how the mess was cleaned up. <laughs> I like that. So, like, uh, you know, oil spills or like, you know, a mass of porta potties are blown over by a storm. Okay. We also need, need to Sewer mention leaks. you do not clean little, you don't clean oil out of little ducklings with Clorox. You, you use Dawn. Use Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. Right. But, but I, I mean, understand. <laughs> but the idea is thinking about messes and how to clean them up. I'm sure somebody's <laughs> and, tried and Clorox. And also, you're going to see all this nasty stuff on TV. It's like, oh, I need to wash down my counters <laughs> oh you could send people clean. packs of tv cleaning clorox to participate with the program <laughs> you clean your tv oh, after well, it's i mean done. look it, you know so part of the story i didn't read on the last one was experimenting with using qr qr codes on yeah. tv where you could scan the qr code and one of the things the pandemic has brought back hard are qr oh codes. my gosh it completely revived well, it, that. Yeah. it worked out that the apple and samsung were already moving that direction so it yeah. just blossom because there was already money behind all that so uh you know you could qr code at different points or in the promos you could qr code <laughs> it and we'll send you your sample package you uh and last one i think we had it's if justice league could have been sponsored yeah uh what brand should have paid well, one trillion dollars how much did justice league cost <laughs> to make the the snyder cut yeah 80 million no, no. How much was everything? Because there was a lot filmed before oh, that. It yeah. was. Exp- it looked expensive. It looked like it was an exercise in how to spend the most money uh, on every minute of film. A cool half, half a billion, probably five hundred million, yeah. four hundred million. Okay, I'm gonna say it'd be sponsored by Paxo because um, <laughs> it sounds really stressful to sit down <laughs> and watch a four-hour <laughs> uncut. You watch it in segments. Movie. You watch it. It's even broken down into parts for you. Yeah, it's pretty. It's nice. like part one through part nineteen. Yeah. I'm going Six. with the antidepressant route. <laughs> That's interesting. I like that. Joe, so what do you got? Oh, I I came up with this one, but I didn't think of an answer. Um, so target market men 18 to 40 sponsored by Axe Body Spray. it's not bad um i was you know i'm actually thinking something health or diet related yeah because uh everybody in there is jacked but wonder woman who looks emaciated (laughs) she's not strong she's just she's not strong dude she's just skinny she has no no you haven't finished it yet though i finished it i finished it oh yeah she she one one of the complaints about this iteration of wonder woman has been from like women who are serious athletes is that she just looks frail yeah, uh, my biggest complaint would be the music they play in the background. Uh, the time she <laughs> oh, uh, so I don't know. Uh, g- give me a big uh, fitness g- Under yeah. Armour. I like that. Uh, yeah, Under Armour. I mean, Under Armour was featured in the movie. Actually. Oh, good point. Yeah, 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 yeah. there we go. Like big time. Yeah, you're right. Because the jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like Under Armour. Yeah, like, Under okay, Armour. Because you when you're watching that movie, you're like, oh, I want to be jacked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a half robot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, mine, it's a four hour movie and I've watched a lot of four hour movies in my life. I love movies. <laughs> I love on, un- I like the, 
the Lord of the Rings unedited extended versions, and I can watch them all back to back. This movie felt 20 hours long. And I will say I loved it, but it felt forever long. Adult diapers. Depends. Man, you're stepping on my product here. My my, It would be sponsored by some sort of superhero-themed adult diapers. Um, <laughs> maybe you know you could, you could buy your Superman ones. Um, so I, I do, in that defense of that movie, I do think streaming is breaking the form factor of... 30 minute one hour or two hour segments and that it really doesn't matter for streaming if the movie is six hours or the movie is an hour and 30 minutes because you're just watching it at your own pace like a book a little shoehorn on that did you see that disney is going to be simultaneously launching um uh the the marvel movie and what was the other big title they had this summer um another big title they had they after much consternation they are going to be simultaneously launching in theaters and on the streaming app the black widow movie um after oh, uh, like a year and a half delay. yeah and the corella movie the corella movie that's what it was um those so are they big are going back to theater uh they're going to be in theaters and streaming yeah. the same day um i think you have to pay that mulan surcharge yeah um, like, 20, <laughs> like 20 bucks yeah, yeah. Uh, but i mean that has probably uh been a great source of uh loss I, of that's good because their back catalog is getting canceled faster than they can produce new this content because I mean, there's like losing a interest there's a push to cancel aladdin now yeah well <laughs> we probably should cancel aladdin <laughs> that's for a different time <laughs> <laughs> aladdin's problematic stereotypes <laughs> Just give us an Iago movie. Look, basically anything <laughs> that was made before uh, 2019 is get canceled. Yeah. It's, it's gonna outdated. It's going to be riddled with issues. You have to like pretext it before you show it. It feels outdated. Uh, Am I wrong? Aladdin? <laughs> no, I watched some stuff from two or three years ago and I'm like, good Lord. Like, what were we this, thinking? This didn't age well. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. So our final article here, Joe, that we'll close out with is what we're leaving behind after the pandemic from sweatpants to alcohol. You want to tee us off? Uh, Yes. So I think it's pretty clear that we're headed for some type of reopening uh, in the next few months. I mean, parts of the country have just been really reopened for the last 10 months. Um, including where, where we are in Florida, but some parts haven't at all. But we're going to where we're going to be commonly, uh, you know, at least more open, no lockdowns. And so an interesting thought for marketers is what habits and products are people not going to be using at all or as much post-pandemic? So... uh. Rebecca, do you want to run through some of the things on this Vox list? Yeah, this is a pretty interesting list. Um, So first one on there is foundation. And I think that just kind of mirrors all makeup in general, which pre-pandemic, you could see like makeup has been on the rise, like since Instagram's been on the rise. And, Mm. you know, people doing these really intricate like morning makeup routines. Gone were the days where people just put on like a little bit of face powder and some mascara. Like, you know, now there was like the uh, like concealer and then you put on like your base foundation and then your powder and then you highlight and contour and then start your eye routine um you know you see a lot of people who and to be honest i'm quite one of like i stopped wearing makeup during the pandemic and now like if you see me wear makeup it's because someone's coming into the office but most days i'm bare faced you know what it is including right now you know you see pictures of your great-grandparents and your grandparents and they're always dressed to the nines right yeah i mean that time was different you 
when you went out or when you were rarely around people, you dressed to the nines. Like you put on the best stuff you had. Yeah. And that was more than likely the time you were going to have your picture taken. Yeah. We're kind of back to that in a lot of ways. Like when we go out now or we go do things, I'm like, okay, I'm going to wear my, nice, dressed sho- up. Wear my yeah. nice shoes and put my three-piece suit on. And yeah, I mean, it's it, it's that with makeup now. Oh, well, 100%. Yeah. Well, also it was, a, it's like a, a ripple effect, right? Because I was noticed like issues that I would buy all these face products to solve when I stopped wearing as much makeup, like yeah. I no longer had. And so it was like, well, uh, maybe the makeup is the cause of this. And now I have to buy less face products because I don't wear as much, ma- you know, so oh, there's a whole conspiracy. It, theory, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but that that's the, so moving on to other ones, uh, non-local shopping. Um, yeah, I so, don't think that's changing. <laughs> I, but I think people now put in, people have a more vested interest in keeping small businesses alive and thriving now through the They're pandemic. They're leaving these behind? They're well, no, what they said is- Like uh, non-local. So like, they, they would rather shop at a local grocery than store. Than like oh, Amazon yeah. or Walmart. But like, I don't, but people, people like the brilliance of Amazon mm. is getting you on subscribe and saves and giving you reminders over Alexa. All the hooks in the world are in to maintain that habit. Maybe you spend a little bit of additional money out at the local place, but like, yeah, that, that's not coming. This back. is like saying and Amazon this. knows it's not coming back. Like an, or Amazon knows that you're not going to return to those old habits. That's why they've hired one point three million people yeah the sears catalog didn't go away when little mom and pop stores started popping back up after the dust bowl and yeah right, so right yeah um also on this list apple watch uh alcohol sweatpants thoughts um, on those a- apple watch I- alcohol and sweatpants are two different things and not alcohol sweatpants to be clear <laughs> <laughs> sweatpants soaked in alcohol <laughs> apple watch i don't see the argument there i think people are going to be as jacked into their devices as they've ever been. Yeah. I look, I think people are living in this fantasy world where they're deluding themselves into thinking they're going to walk back out to the same world they left in 2019. I think anybody who understands human behavior or where we are knows that is is patently not real and we're just kind of comforting ourselves telling that's what's going to happen. Well, and I actually disagree with the Apple Watch. I mean, in terms of like effectiveness in the workplace like yeah that's not the use of it anymore but now i use it more to like track my fitness and activity since that's less since people are moving around less and so the apple watch has changed along with us over the last several years too so it now does the hand washing feature there's just not a world where you're going to be using less devices in the next year um alcohol uh (laughs) i've drank less alcohol since the pandemic like i'm not planning on going back to it well it says leave behind I left yeah, it behind yeah. at the beginning of the pandemic, though. Um, yeah, so this is saying, Rebecca, that alcohol use would decline. Yeah, that's what, I disagree with that. Yeah, yeah me too. With that too. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think you're going to keep going the way you're going. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I t- like, you might drink <laughs> it other places. That's how legal addictive stimulants work. Yeah. <laughs> so are they saying that like people only consumed while they were out, and now that people are home, they're just not as... Uh, what uh, it's saying maybe is Maybe like that, a social aspect Yeah, they're of not going to just have a bottle of wine a night at home anymore. Uh, yeah. May- maybe they start going back out to their local bars and breweries and all yeah. that. I mean, I could see that. Um, and we also have going to bed late, my gym membership, which, yeah, gym membership should be long gone at this point um instagram don't see that happening so by the way sweatpants athleisure i think isn't going away that's definitely not going away Um, people might need a break i will sponsor a nationwide campaign to end athleisure (laughs) no yes i'm canceling you instagram (laughs) are people going to be using less instagram no 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 that's no. ridiculous. This list is like the most 
delusional thing. Yeah. Like this this list is a list of things that people feel guilty about yep. and want to believe that they're going to change their head. To me, this list is a list of things to like double down on, be the, long on. Th- this one has a, a little caveat. I think this this is from somebody in Colorado and and maybe people in Colorado will be using it less because they can go back out to Utah and Wyoming and all that. Yeah. A little on. bit more freely. What are they going to do when they go out? They're going to put it on Instagram. They're going to put it on my Instagram. Point. <laughs> uh, right. But yeah. they're, but they will be spending less time daydreaming about going to these places again on Instagram. True, yes. They'll just go and then they'll post and then other people. I agree with that. Wait, so. so this next one, I also super disagree with airport lounge passes. Yeah, that's I actually, a weird one. Man. I actually think it's quite the opposite. I think more people now would see the benefit of like a secluded lounge where the, you don't have the to like wait in the. I think legitimately they could end up being really crowded because they'll still have social distancing. So it'll be hard to get in. But I still think the value proposition is there on it. Uh, if they start to get crowded, they'll just open up higher no tier ones. ones. Yeah. There, I mean, there's no social. Di- yeah. There's no social distancing requires. I was in one recently. Okay. Oh um, no. Not that it was like. <laughs> well, packed. Let, let's talk about this. N- well, not that it was packed, but they just weren't requiring on, people on travel, sitting like a chair yeah. apart. There's some cough. numbers coming in that like travel bookings for the summer are just like outrageously high. Yeah. That things are booking up faster. Uh, they're just but at at an extreme pace. I, I looked at uh, I looked at tickets for California at the end of next month, and whereas a couple of weeks ago those tickets would have been two or three hundred dollars less, yeah. they are exponentially higher. They are higher Not than really. they they yeah they're higher than they would have been pre pandemic. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. People because are, the because the router still cut. Yep. But the demand is oh demand surge. We had a million people fly each day last week because of spring break yeah. and all that. I mean it's yeah. it's we're we're open for business, fam. Yeah. The last one on this list is in-person first dates. Um, I actually disagree with this as well because I think uh, talking to a lot of friends who are still doing like dating apps and stuff like that, like the allure of just like talking to someone for a long period of time and never like getting to meet that it just isn't there. Like people aren't interested in having conversations with someone for months if there's no like plan to meet and I have not met many people who have done like a zoom first date. I mean an, so, an extrovert wrote some in, some in-person <laughs> dates better start happening because the birth rate is down like 20 percent whoa first dates Joe first dates Accident, accidents happen <laughs> well I mean look, so look I think there's a, a bunch of things going on on this list that are interesting people's things people feel guilty about yeah. and don't want to do Things people aspire to do, but it's unclear that they are going to be able to break their current habit in yep. order to do them. Yep. Uh, and things that are like social signaling. This is a very aspirational list in a yeah. lot of ways. And it and it really shows kind of where we're at. I mean, if you didn't look at the title of this list and just looked at what's on the list, foundation, shopping, Apple Watch, alcohol, sweatpants, going yeah. to bed, you know, Instagram. Let, let, let's finish in this. There, there's this... Uh, there's this thought that's like roaring twenties after, after the Spanish flu, there was the roaring twenties. We're in for the roaring twenties. That's going to be lit. Just look at Miami right now. I wish people had read more history. Uh, <laughs> so let's, well, my, my thought on that is yeah. Roaring twenties, but also, uh, you know, moralistic movement leading to federal government overreaching, yep. uh, massive crime, uh, because of prohibition. Yeah. Uh, so where are you guys at on Roaring Twenties? I think this summer is going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of people traveling. There's going to be spending. I also think the, you know, the civil unrest and street violence is going to come back significantly as the weather warms up. Um, 
but I think the summer overall is going to be a time of intense economic activity. I agree I with that. I don't know past that. But um, I think people are also have established better boundaries, like personal boundaries through this pandemic, whereas like previously, like the roaring 20s, right? There was a lot less things that required our attention and time throughout a day necessarily that was like fighting for our attention. Everyone, when this pandemic happened, I, I guarantee anyone you asked would have been like, yeah, I'm just like overworked, overexhausted, not necessarily their jobs, but just in every facet of life. Mm -hmm. And the pandemic allowed people to like kind of figure out some boundaries, discover more of their likes and dislikes and be more comfortable saying no to things. And so even though I think there will be a lure once people feel comfortable going back out mm -hmm. to be like, oh, my gosh, we can go to a bar again. And everyone here is, you know, vaccinated. I feel safe. I also think you're going to see people being a lot more comfortable just being homebodies or staying home or, you know, engaging in their hobbies and 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 being the bad person that says, like, no, I can't go to your yeah. event. I'm doing X, Y, Z. You know, I, I think you're going to have over I, I think after the summer, I think you're right. We're going to have a, a pretty massive surge in, in economic growth and, and engagement. Um, but as more people are told to go back to work, um, that their their place of business, the brick and mortar is back open, you're going to see a massive decline in participation of the job force in this country. Yep. Um, which will will have some positive and negative impacts, and we could see a pretty tectonic shift in how our country approaches, you know, labor and workforces and unions and all Peter that. Peter Thiel, the investor, has this line he's been using, which is the 20th century went on 20 years too long, that mm -hmm. the 20th century mm -hmm. didn't start until 2020. Yep. And so we're, we are just now living in the 21st century. Yeah, I completely agree uh, with that. And we don't know what it looked like. The 20th century, the old world died sometime last spring. Yeah. Some people have realized this dead and isn't coming back. Uh, some people have it and think they're going to be returning to it. Uh, but the the thing that I'm pretty sure about, I think re I've thought for several months reopening was going to happen this spring. Uh, but I don't think people know exactly what world they're going to go back to. Yeah. Which pieces of it stay, which pieces of it go. Yep. And the public opinion polling on this is pretty telling. About a third of people don't ever want to go back to an office. Yep. They, they've taken their money and bought travel trailers and have headed out. Yeah. Yep. All right. I think that covers us for okay. today on the Of Record podcast. If you liked what you heard, share it with some friends. Leave a comment or comment. A leave review. a review. <laughs> <laughs> spam that like button. <laughs> spam that. <laughs> smash that like button. <laughs> Uh, we'd love to hear from you in the reviews and uh, more listeners are encouraged so share it with your friends and until next week and I think I'll continue on the Apple essay piece Alex and I have been working through uh, and then we'll do a new show next week as well but we will see you then Goodbye. thanks listeners thanks thanks of record is hosted and produced by me matt farrar joe clements and rebecca romero with producer alex reinhardt of record is recorded at graybridge studios in tallahassee florida this episode was edited by alex reinhardt our theme music is composed and performed by Rob Goethe. Special thanks to our entire team at SDS here in Tallahassee. You can see more information about the show at our website, podcastofrecord.com. 
As always, we'd appreciate your reviews and ratings in your podcast app of choice. Those ratings and reviews help more people discover the show, which helps us keep delivering quality content each week. Thanks for listening. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.